Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. I have a bonus episode for you this Friday. And also, there's an added bonus to this episode because what I did is, for the first time, I taped myself, videotaped myself anonymously. You're not going to see my face, but you'll see other parts of my body <laughs> interviewing this week's guest, Jeff Abraham, CEO of Promescent. Um, and it is on YouTube. So if you want to see me, go to my YouTube channel, Strictly Anonymous Podcast, and check me out over there. I tried that. It's a new thing. It's the first time I did it. Who knows what you guys are going to think, but let me know in the comments on the YouTube channel. <laughs> but anyway, let's get back to who I have on today. Jeff Abraham, CEO of Promescent. Now he's been on before. I will put a link to his first episode in the description if you want to hear that episode as well, because we get a lot more into how he became the CEO of Promescent. And that story is actually fascinating. It's like a Dateline episode. You need to hear that story. Um, but on this episode, he answers questions uh, that were submitted to me by my listeners. People on YouTube and my Patreon submitted questions. He answers them as the CEO of Promescent is also, he answers them as a guy who's been in there, done that, okay? <laughs> he answers questions like how to specifically use Promescent products. You know, a lot of people want to know, like if you put delay spray on your dick, is your girl going to get numb if she gives you a blowjob? <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, questions about coming too quickly, erectile dysfunction, aging issues and orgasms. Questions about relationship issues, porn addiction. Did you know that Kegels are for men too? I didn't. We talk all about that. <laughs> that comes up on this. And, you know, and then he gets a little personal. Like what's on his bedside table? What do him and his partner use when it comes to sex? He answers that question too. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Jeff Abraham from Promescent. <laughs> this is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hey, Jeff Abraham, welcome back to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. You're Jeff Abraham, CEO of Promescent. You were on before. I'm going to put a link to your first episode with me so people could get your backstory and Promescent's backstory. Um, why don't you give a little bit of that, though, really quick before we get into our Q&A, which we're going to do this time? Certainly. First of all, I want to state that I'm back because I had such a great time the first time, you know? Yeah, that's uh, awesome. I like your style. I think that it was something that worked out for both of us very, very well. But my background is, you know, I am the CEO of Absorption Pharmaceuticals. We are a sexual wellness brand. We started off as a premature ejaculation spray company. We quickly, well, I shouldn't say quickly, the first five years, that's all we were. We then merged into a sexual wellness brand with other men's products and now have a full line of women's products, including toys and vibrators. So our whole goal is to increase intimacy, whether it's somebody masturbating, hopefully getting better one day to become you know, intimate with a partner, or couples intimacy. So for mm -hmm. us, it's all about sexual enhancement. It's all about sexual wellness. And we really focus on making sex, making intimacy much more pleasurable, reducing, eliminating the shame, the stigma, and just focusing on the ultimate amount of pleasure. You know, the more orgasms you have, orgasms you have, the better for everybody concerned. 
Right, for sure. And that's why, we're, I mean, I know that on our first episode, you had explained that even though you're the CEO of a Promessa, when you're at home, you talk to your customers, you answer the questions that they have. That's, yeah. First of all, we have an interactive chat feature, mm-hmm. and that's me working it one to two hours a week. And I know initially people were freaked out. You guys are that short-staffed. You have to do it. I go, no, we have people that (laughs) do that. But as a CEO, I need to be in touch with people using our product. Number one, how satisfied are they with it? Number two, what would you like, what areas would you like to see us enter into next? That's how we entered into women's arousal gel and nitric oxide, which is, uh, you know, uh, uh, Vitaflux, which is our trade name for the product. That's how we get into massage oils. That's how we get into condoms. That's how we get into lubes. I want to make sure people not only buy our product, but I want to make sure they become educated so they're buying the right product for the right reasons and they know how to properly use it. So the educational aspect, and I've been criticized for this initially. Now people are like, well, I think there was a method to his madness. If you go to our website, it's unlike any other competitor in the sexual wellness space. We sell product through knowledge. We sell product through education. The more people know, the more information they have, you know, the more up to speed they are on something, the more likely they are to order us. And the more information they have, the more likely they are to have a a pleasurable experience and come back and recommend us to others. So we were playing the long game. Our goal has been to build a base of people that are satisfied and happy with our products and recommending them to others. Is that how you came up with the delay wipes? Because now the spray, right, it comes in wipes. You could put those in your bag and take them. Is that how it, yes. did it come well, through Well, that customers? came about, mm-hmm. and you'll laugh. We had been working on something like that for literally the last seven or eight years. And then there was another company that came out, and they launched these delay wipes. And the delivery system is really good in terms of instead of having a little bottle, you have just individually wrapped little wipe you know because literally it fits anywhere i mean totally undetectable and a guy going to a club one night or a guy going just to his girlfriend's house that evening might not want to carry around even though it's small a little bottle with him you know so that fits in your wallet fits in your pocket fits anywhere totally undetectable but i will tell you this and i want to emphasize this because full disclosure is very important you can never get the same amount of efficacy from a little wipe that you do from a bottle of promescent because there's not as much liquid. You don't have that same eutectic formula. So the key is, this is what we tell people, promescent spray for the bedside, you know, on your nightstand, promescent wipes on the go. Now on a scale of one to 10, our promescent spray in terms of efficacy, effectiveness is an eight. The wipes are about a six. Mm -hmm. Now that's good as opposed to using nothing. But I always tell people, if I had the choice between using both of them, I would use the spray. But if I was single and younger and going, you know, just out to a club or I'm just, you know, going out on a date and we may end up at her place, I'm not sure whether they're going to be intimate or not. And, you know, you don't feel comfortable enough, you know, being presumptuous and bringing your bottle of spray along. And she goes, what do you do with that? Well, I assume, Uh, you know. So I would use the wipe because it still does work. But it's not quite as effective as the spray. So I kind of look at it as a home and away. You know, when you're home, you're in the comfort of your own home, have a bottle of spray right there. If you're going on the road, if you're, you know, at a club, you know, whatever, then you use the wipe. So it's not one or the other. It's the same it's product, not, different use. It's a combination yeah. mm-hmm. of two. Like I said, home yeah. and away. Mm-hmm. You're home, you're in the comfort of your own home. You don't need to worry about, oh, I've got to put this in my pocket and walk around with it. Then you use the spray. If you're traveling, you use the wipe. Yeah. Let me ask you a quick question because this is one of the questions that somebody wrote in about your spray. They asked, you know, the guy said, you know, I really want to use the promescent delay spray, but will my partner's mouth go numb if she were to give me oral right after I use it? And I'm sure Uh, that's a common question. You have no idea how common that question is. Now, a lot of people are aware of us and are familiar with us now. We don't get it as much as we did initially. Initially, that was the number one question. Mm -hmm. Does it transfer to my partner either orally or vaginally or anally? The answer is if you use it correctly, which means you apply it and you wait between 7 and 10 minutes, then it will not transfer to your partner. Because one of the reasons the company's name is Absorption Pharmaceuticals is we have this patented eutectic formula, which is absorption. So what happens is we change the crystalline structure of lidocaine from a solid to an oil aqueous form. 
when we do, it penetrates the dermis or stratum corneum. It takes, in reality, about five minutes, but you say seven to ten just to make sure because people's body chemistries are different. So once you wait that long, all the active ingredient has absorbed. So it will not, it, the man maintains a higher degree of surface sensitivity and it doesn't transfer to the female partner. Okay. And those instructions are on there. So, and that, and so that's good. That's across the board. And that's for the wipes too. Let me get, so we're going to do a straight up Q and a here. I put a call out on my social media, on my YouTube channel, and I got a lot of questions. Some of them are about promescent products. Some of them are about, you know, stuff that I think that you have experience with, you know, being the CEO of Promescent, but some of them are pretty, some (laughs) of them are pretty general, but I feel like you could answer them as a guy. I mean, you're, how old are you? You're a 60 something year old guy. You've probably been around the block. 64 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I know you were banging some older chick when you were like a a teenager. We talked about that story the first time we spoke. So it's like, you've been there, done that. So you could, I think, answer some of these questions as well that weren't so specific. Um, somebody literally sent this in now. I, I'm assuming he's talking about squirting. He was like, what is the best way to make a female ejaculate? Some women could do it, no problem, but others it's impossible. Now, I don't know, is female ejac- ejaculate squirting or is that something different? I'm thinking you might know no, the answer. No, it's the same thing. It's the same it's thing. It's the same thing, mm-hmm. yes. As a guy, I will tell you, I've had that experience a couple times in my life where I was with a woman who did squirt and I remember the first time that it happened, that's the first time she ever did it in her life. And it was after an extensive, you know, stimulation of her G spot. Mm-hmm. And it literally shocked her. And she was like very self-conscious right away. That wasn't urine. That wasn't urine. I go, no, I know it wasn't, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, as a female, sometimes, you know, even they're caught off guard, you know, but it was this intense orgasm she had that obviously included the squirting and, so it was after very intense, you know, uh, stimuli, stimulus of, of her G-spot. So uh, I believe from my experience and from what I've learned as the CEO of Promessa, because obviously <laughs> those are distinct and separate, yeah. that a lot of stimulation of the G-spot is what is going to stimulate squirting. Because from what I've heard and what I've experienced personally, a lot of squirting doesn't come from intercourse. It comes from, you know, manual, digital, you know, massage of a woman's vagina, specifically the G-spot. And it's an uncontrollable thing, which is good, because obviously you don't want to control something that's that pleasurable. You want to let it happen. And it comes generally after a very, or with a very intense orgasm. And now, I listen, I, you Promescent also sells t- sex toys, right? I'm sure you have some G-spot finders in there. We have quite a few. We launched a, uh, a complete line of both vibrators and sex toys and uh, masturbation uh, products for men as well as women. Mm-hmm. And we have a full line of vibrators for women, including clitoral suckers. They're the ones that have the little uh, tip that gener- uh, gently sucks the clitoris. Yeah. You know, we have ones that, you know, make full penetration. We have couples vibrators. We have vibrating cock rings. We have a full line of products. And, you know, we need to get to a point with men, and I'm speaking to all the men listening to this podcast, and not so much women because they seem to be a lot more in tune naturally, okay? But men, please do yourself and your partner a huge favor. Don't be intimidated in thinking that if, you know, your partner suggests or desires that you incorporate toys into your lovemaking, that it is in place of you. It is in addition to you. Right. Okay? Guys need to stop being so focused and so fixated on I am king of the jungle. I don't need to use any products. I don't need to use any kind of creams, lotions, sprays, vibrators. Let's really check the ego at the door. Let's focus on giving our partners as many and the most intense orgasms possible. Because my experience, now I'm speaking as Jeff Abraham, not the CEO of Promescent, is the more satisfying you are to your partner, you get credit for being Gandhi. Oh my God, you think of my pleasure first. You're such a caring guy, you know? Mm, Oh, it's so good of you. But in reality, all you're doing is guaranteeing yourself to have great explosive sex continually because your partner thinks, 
I really like this guy. He takes good care of me. Therefore, I will take good care of him. Right. So by being a sensitive lover, by being somebody that puts your partner's needs first, you're really guaranteeing that you're going to be very well taken care of in the bedroom, while at the same time getting credit for being unselfish. Like I said, like women treat you like Gandhi, you know, like, oh, my God, this guy is so caring and just so focused on my pleasure. Now, that's not to say you're not, but you're getting yourself an absolute guarantee of pleasure yourself by putting your partner first. And I always tell men that whether it's sometimes you worried about will you last long enough or just in general about, you know, your female having, uh, you know, an orgasm, I tell men, put one in the bank. And they go, what does that mean, put one in the bank? I go, before you get down to even thinking about your own orgasm, your own pleasure, make sure you give your partner at least one orgasm. It can be digitally, it can be orally, it can be whatever, through toys, through manipulation, because you become a better lover when all of a sudden it's not on your mind, did she come yet? Did she get off yet? You know, did she orgasm yet? Because no man that is any kind of a lover whatsoever would obviously be totally unaware of whether or not his partner has climaxed. So if you really want to be able to enjoy and have unbridled pleasure, make sure before you even think about your own pleasure, you have your partner have at least one orgasm. That way you know that she's had a pleasurable experience no matter what happens, no matter where you go from there. And I believe that's extremely important. But what about the guy who comes too fast? Because that's one of the questions. A guy wrote in and said, sometimes when I'm having sex, I finish too too quickly. What's wrong with me? I'm young and otherwise healthy. What would you say to that guy? You're natural. You're, you're, you're in the norm. That's not unusual. Mm-hmm. You know, guys that never have had any issue whatsoever with satisfying their partner are really in the minority for this reason. Let's step out of the realm of PE for a second. Yeah. And let's just talk about, you know, the average IELT, which is interjaculatory latency time for men and women. The average man lasts five minutes and 42 seconds during penetration or thrusting during intercourse. The average female takes 18 minutes to climax during penetration or thrusting. So already we know that without, you know, a lot of foreplay bottom stimulation, there is this arousal gap. So that's why a lot of guys go, I'm the master of cunnilingus, you know, I love to go down on my woman, I love to use this, I love to use that, we have extensive foreplay. That's all done as a coping mechanism to shorten that arousal time. I think just as importantly, let's step out of the realm of you know the normal couple and let's talk about pe and i think the medical community and the therapist community in some cases has done a disservice because now and i just came back from smsna which is the sexual medicine society of north america show in tucson arizona and i think one of the most important things for me is i'm seeing a lot of young women for the first time in urology very very vocal in taking leadership positions because they understand they understand how frequent it is for men to prematurely ejaculate for men to not last as long as their women when it's when it was all older guys in the thing they were like well that's just part of you know sex they have to deal with it good news strictly anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show so if you lead an interesting naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous if you're out and proud that's cool too Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347 420 3579. That's 347 420 3579. You could call that number 24 7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. So let's talk about, you know, this idea that existed for many years that if you don't last long enough to satisfy your partner, it's your weak mentally, you don't care about your partner, you know, that kind of stuff. That's ridiculous. Okay. 
not exclusive, but including, these are reasons why, physiological reasons why a man might prematurely or rapidly ejaculate. You can talk about hypersensitivity to penile nerves, you know, lack of testosterone. You can talk about prostatitis. These are all reasons, physiological reasons, why a man can prematurely or rapidly ejaculate. And all the therapy, all the, you know, like uh, stop-start method in the world is not going to cure that, okay? There's a physiological reason. And I say, men, do people ever look at a diabetic, you know, they ever look down on a diabetic for taking insulin? The answer is obviously no. Does anyone ever look down on a person for taking chemotherapy for cancer? The answer is obviously no. Then why are people so uptight about saying, wow, I need something to last a little bit longer, especially because we now know that to a large degree, a lot of that is physiological, that it's not in your head. That doesn't mean trying Kegel exercises to strengthen the Kegel muscles, which are the pelvic floor muscles. Certainly that helps you have more control, but it's not going to turn you from a premature ejaculator into someone lasting 20 or 30 minutes. It's going to help in general. And in reality, even if you don't have an issue with PE, it's good to strengthen your PE muscles because it gives you more control of your urine flow as you age, all those other issues. So Wait, guys can do Kegels too? There's Kegels for guys? Absolutely. Really? Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, they have the same benefit for guys that they do for women. Oh, no way. Yeah, help control urinary flow. In this case, help control your ejaculatory response. Mm -hmm. I've even had people that said that when they really strengthened their Kegel muscles, that they had more powerful orgasms, which might be because they're able to last longer, and the longer the buildup, generally the longer the more intense the finish. So, no, men should be doing Kegels as much as women should be doing Kegels. And do they do it the same way, like just like tensing up the muscles down there? Like, you know. Absolutely. If you're not used to it at first, it's kind of really strange. But once you do it enough, and I can tell you this from personal experience, you can begin to feel the muscle actually pulsing. You can feel it strengthening, then releasing. And the more you do it, the more strength you develop, you become much more in touch, and you can control that muscle much more. What's the regimen? Much more control. What would you say to a guy that's like, oh, I need to do that? Is it 20 reps while you're sitting there, you know, on your computer every day? Start with with 20 reps. Yeah, okay. Do it twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. Then I would say gradually go up to where you do 50, Mm -hmm. three, four times a day. Because, I mean, you can be sitting at your desk just typing, yeah, doing yeah. work, answering emails. Driving. So it's not like you go, oh, I yeah. got to go to the gym. You know what I mean? There's, oh, yeah. there's no machine at the gym. You do your Kegels. You can do it anywhere sitting down. So I think it's extremely important that men get in touch with that, understand, and begin to strengthen the muscle. Because, you know, at first you're like, I don't know if I can feel it. Well, that might be it. That might be it. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, my God, that is it. And then when you start doing it, you start feeling, the you know, it tightening, you go, wow. And then the more you do it, obviously, then you really know you're doing it. It begins to strengthen. And then you have more control over your, you know, uh, you know, your flow when you urinate. And then at the same time, you'll begin to feel much more control of the ejaculatory response. Because in a lot of cases, if a man is firing prematurely by tightening or by flexing that PC muscle, it'll relax that urge to ejaculate. Is that something that goes like, you know, as you age that, you know, becomes weaker, like all the rest of your muscles. And so every guy at a certain age should start no maybe mistake. trying your to do it. Your pelvic floor muscles, yeah. like any other muscles in your body, will begin to deteriorate yeah. as you age. You won't have the same dexterity. Mm-hmm. You won't have the same control. You know, that's the reason why Depends are so popular, whether it's incontinence oh, right, surgery right, right. or just as people age, they mm-hmm. begin to have leakage, you know, yeah. from urinary symptoms. And there is nothing less appealing to anyone than have to wear an adult diaper or more importantly, be worried about leakage of urine. Yeah, that's not hot. And I I mean, like, I don't know, am I the, I I don't think that I'm the only one. I think that there's a lot of guys out there that don't know that Kegels are for men too. I mean, how did you find out about Kegels? I wish I could say differently. I didn't know until I took over this company 11 years ago and I started talking to therapists and urologists. I'm like, I have a Kegel muscle. And then they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I guess I do. And then, 
Uh, and I, I, that whole thing I just told you was from personal experience because I remember when yeah. I first started trying to do it, I'm like, I don't think I have those. And I'm like, wait, 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 I think I feel something. And then I did them again and again. And because I, they were doctors that I trusted, then you know I kept doing it. Then I was like, oh, my God, now I definitely feel like not only do I feel it, I can control it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super interesting. I, I didn't I didn't know about that. Maybe this guy, I had a guy that wrote in, he says, I'm 53. For a few years now, my ejaculations have been a little, have been of little or no velocity, meaning I don't shoot. It just kind of oozes out. Is this normal or is there a way to fix this? I also have low testosterone and ED. I'm on antidepressants and have diabetes. I'll be honest with you. He's got everything in the world working against him there, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's really important for him to get educated. Yeah. Number one, that guy should start doing Kegels right now if he's listening. As you're sitting there right now, start doing Kegels. Yeah, okay? Kegels, I love because it. Because that's, you know, you know, that's something that'll really help with the ejaculatory response. That's something mm-hmm. that'll help with urinary continence. And with all he's dealing with there, with ED and diabetes and everything else, uh, that those things will all play into erectile dysfunction. Obviously, if you're having erectile dysfunction, your penis isn't rock hard. If it's kind of flaccid, you're not going to have a strong ejaculate. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's, that just goes without saying. But at the same time, he should really and truly tackle each one of those because those are all individual things. Yeah. Get your diabetes under control, and I think you'll start having more energy and better you know, sex. Obviously, address the ED. And the low testosterone. Yeah, the low testosterone. Mm -hmm. You address all of those, and then you strengthen your Kegel muscles, you might find a better, you know, know, I I don't know what other term, the velocity and volume of your ejaculate. But I will tell him at the same time, stop watching porn. Because I guarantee you that's where that came from. He's thinking, oh, my God, I'm watching a porn, and a guy jumps (laughs) off his Shooting across the room. Yeah. Runs across the room and shoots her in the forehead from yeah. 30 yards away, okay? So get out of that mode in thinking that that's normal. And by the way, again, I'll speak as Jeff Abraham personal experience here. You know, you watch porn and every guy, like, takes it out and shoots their woman in the face, and they're like, oh, they're just lathering it up and loving it. I have not met very many women in my life that really go, yes, hit me in the face with your ejaculate, okay? I have much more read the ones going, what the hell was that? Quit doing that, you know? I mean, there are some, I mean, at least in my limited experience, yeah. But it's not like women are going, oh, there's nothing I want more than a facial ejaculate. It's better than using my Neutrogena this morning, you know? Uh, Yeah, please come on my face. Uh, Keith, please come on my face. It's been 24 hours since someone's done that. I can't live without it. So I think it's important that whoever that gentleman is tackles each one of those individual uh, issues alone, the diabetes, the ED, you know, the low testosterone, then see where that takes him. Then start doing some PC exercises. I would tend to guess that at the end of all that, he's going to go, all of a sudden, my issues have taken care of themselves. But the most important thing that I can stress if there are a lot of good urologists and therapists out there. Mm-hmm. You know, as a society, we have gone to this point where, oh, telemedicine is a do-all, end-all. That is freaking nonsense, okay? I personally, you know, think that a lot of these telemedicine companies should have to see someone in person first, and then the follow-up should be telemedicine. You really sometimes need to look someone in the eye and sit there in person with them. And before you start diagnosing, and I think most people are more likely to make a connection and open up and tell the truth when you're in person as opposed to, you know, over the Internet or over the phone, so to speak. You know, so I think it's very important that you find a good urologist, that you find a good therapist who specializes in sexual therapy, who can really help you decide what it is you're dealing with and how best to address that issue. I think, you know, we've come way too far. You know, the pendulum is never in the middle. Whenever there's an issue, it's always way too much on one side, but then it doesn't correct to the right side. Yeah, it it goes all the way to the other side. It yeah. overcorrects. Yeah, yeah, that's normal, And this I think. idea of people, well, I'm going to do my own research online, that reminds me of the nonsense about, you know, some guy that in high school was, you know, in auto shop. He didn't even, you know, get an education. He's telling me, well, I'm not sure I'm going to take the vaccine until I do my research. I'm like, wait a second, okay? There are some things better left to people more qualified. Exactly. Sex therapy, virology. If you don't have a degree in it, quit trying to diagnose yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Go to an expert and let him help you. 
Yeah, I had a great guy on who did a whole documentary on ED and what was really interesting about what he pointed out, and I'll put a link to his episode in my YouTube video here as well as in the description. Uh, he talked about how, you know, ED is most of the time linked to heart disease. Absolutely. So it's really something that you need to get on top of sooner than later. And uh, the right urologist is out there. They have the answers that this guy needs. What well, about- to be honest with you, a lot of these people who start suffering from ED where they used to go to a doctor and get properly diagnosed, just go, oh, here's an ad for a telemedicine company, and they call up and they get ED medication. Yeah. They may be literally putting themselves at risk with if they have a bad heart or yeah. all kind of other issues. Mm-hmm. You don't want to take, you know, one of those vasodilators or whatever, and you don't want to get into a situation where you really are taking a medication with serious side effects, you know, that you're going to put yourself in a situation that, you know, while it might give you a raging heart on, might endanger your life. Right, it's exactly. It's very important that you seek a sexual medicine specialist before you start anything. Because remember that Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, they didn't start out as ED drugs. They were heart drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, let's do this. Okay, let me tell you, how's your heart? Well, I don't know about my heart, but I got a huge erection, you know? And so they kind of backed into it. And... That's why it's very important that this isn't something just about if you start having a little bit of erectile dysfunction, your first response is, all I want to do is make sure I have a rock-hard penis. You want to make sure your entire body is functioning and you address any other you know, uh, basic issues that might be triggering it that are a much bigger issue even than the ED. Because let's face it, if somehow you compromise yourself and you end up dying, it doesn't really matter whether you can get erection or not through Viagra, Salsalvitra, if you're not living anymore. Right. Yeah, no. And I mean, I think a lot of these things come with age for like, for a lot of people, um, yes. you know, and uh, I'm always like, stuff comes at you really fast. Like a lot of things start declining really fast. You got to really stay on top of it. You know, it's like a car. Your body is like a car. If you do not take care of it, you don't do your oil change at every step of the way. If like you don't do the maintenance, yeah. Yeah, exactly. all of a sudden one day it breaks down completely. Yeah, hardcore. And that's, yeah, I think when you're young, you know, you could not do maintenance and you don't see it. But there's a certain point, I think, after 50 that if you don't do that, you know. I'm 64. You, if I don't do it monthly, I see it. Trust me. Right. I, I literally monitor every part of my health. I have regular checkups. You know, I have standing blood work that I do every quarter, every three months. Yeah. Even if I don't go see a doctor, they order, you know, and just to keep an... How hard is it to go spend 15 minutes getting some blood drawn just in case some levels are changing that could be a precursor to something happening? Because I tell people, especially with sexual medicine, you know, specifically, if everything in your body tends to be working then sexually speaking, you generally tend to be in pretty good shape. Because mm-hmm. a lot of sexual issues, like if you start developing premature, ejacul- premature ejaculation later in life, there's a very good chance you have a prostate infection, a very serious prostate infection. So don't just go, well, I'm going to take something so I don't ejaculate quickly. As you're obviously wanting to exp- extend your IELT, which is interejaculatory latency time, Find out what the root cause is and address it so that maybe eventually that'll take care of that in itself. But even more importantly, if it's a more pressing health concern, you address it and don't just ignore it. Yeah. And I think, you know, the right urologist knows that all those other things need to be looked at as well. Correct. Um, what about the guy who's getting older and he can't stay hard during sex? Yeah, there can be underlying medical issues. It can also be one of the reasons we developed Vitaflux, and I don't know if you've seen that, but that's our nitric oxide supplement for both men and women. Yeah, I take it. I Here, like it. It's I love it. I take it myself. I had to lower the dose because it was so hardcore in me. Like, I felt it immediately. Like- well, the dose, they should, we should, in fact, I'm going to recommend we change that because it was originally designed for men. Yeah. And it's three tablets twice a day. Mm-hmm. If you're a woman and you're not 200 pounds like the average adult Yeah, male no, I'm is, small, yeah. You should be taking two in the morning, two in the evening, not three and three. Or if you're really tiny, like 100 pounds, maybe two in the morning, one in the evening, Mm -hmm. you know, because obviously, you know, the same dosage doesn't work for a 200-pound person as it does for a 100-pound person. Of course. But let me explain the science behind uh, Vitaflux for both men and women. So it's a nitric oxide supplement. It consists of L-carnitine, L-citrulline, L-arginine, zinc, and magnesium. What it does is it increases blood flow. Now, I'll give you the non 
sexual uh, advantages first. Anytime you increase blood flow, you decrease blood pressure. Everyone benefits by a decreased blood pressure. Yeah. It also helps you recover from workouts and stress and that type of stuff because the way you recover is getting oxygenated, rich red blood cells into any particular area. That's how you, you know, recover and, you know, main, you know regain your, you know, vitality. Obviously, the more blood flow you have, that happens, you know, more rapidly. We all have an epithelial layer that covers our arteries and our veins. When you're young, it's very supple. And what it's meant to do is keep the bad stuff out, allow the good stuff in. The bad stuff, viruses and, you know, all kinds of stuff, bacteria. The good stuff being hormones, vitamins, nutrients, that type of stuff. So when you're young and it's very supple, it lets the good stuff in, it keeps the bad stuff out. As we age, starting with some people in the early to mid-30s, some people in the late to 30s, that epithelial layer begins to harden. When it hardens, it becomes super effective in keeping the bad stuff out, but it also stops keeping some of the good stuff out. Mm -hmm. The good stuff being, you know, uh, hormones and, you know, some vitamins, some nutrients. When it happens for men, they get a little higher degree of body fat, they get a little less lean muscle tissue, and they lose the ability uh, to have, you know, arousal, so they, their erections, and it's not like they become totally impotent and they yeah. have totally D, but they just don't have the same level of arousal. Mm-hmm. And their orgasms, you know, might not be as intense because of that lack of blood flow. And same for women, for right? women, mm-hmm. it's exactly yeah. the same thing mm-hmm. with one additional added benefit. When a woman loses, you know, the ability to produce the hormones and have the hormones processed naturally, she begins to lose the ability to moisturize vaginally. Mm -hmm. So you'll notice a lot of women, especially around and after menopause, literally have to use tons of outside lubrication. Now, although outside lubrication is good and you can still maintain, you know, uh, good quality sex, you know, with outside lubrication, there is a psychological issue that comes with it. A woman feels like I'm less than because I'm not lubricating for my man. The man feels like I must not be that, you know, enticing i must i must not arouse my woman because she's not lubricating even though on an intellectual level you know it's because of hormones it still is disappointing when you go wait you're you know you're in the process of you know massaging making out and you know in foreplay and all of a sudden your woman is dry and you have to reach for all this lube even though you know you know intellectually it's from a lack of hormones due to menopause and aging, it still just doesn't have the same thing. Every guy will tell you, you know, when you're making out with someone and then you begin to touch them, you know, vaginally and a woman's like just dripping wet and really aroused, you get a feeling like, wow, I'm really turning this woman on. Totally. So Mm -hmm. it's a psychological thing. So for whatever reason, Vitaflux softens this epithelial layer. So women, and this is why our women's, Vitaflux women or, or business is growing so rapidly, women begin to lubricate again after, in some cases, not having lubricated in quite a while. So they begin to regain that natural lubrication and they love it. And they begin to, because a lot of women lose sex when their hormone levels go down as well when they reach menopause. So it's been kind of a replacement therapy for estrogen. It's very natural, you know. So it's really been a good situation for us because it's a natural product without side effects, because it is, all it is is amino acids and zinc and magnesium. So it's been a great product for us. It's been successful for both men and women. And it's also going to help the the females who, I mean, I had a woman who wrote in and said she's in her 40s and she still orgasms, but her orgasms don't feel as intense, right? You were talking about how that happens. Yeah. You know, and... She called them phantom orgasms. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Some people are just blessed genetically and they don't age but i can tell you this the majority of people after 40 after 50 especially after 60 i can speak from experience here the intensity of your orgasms begin to wane Mm -hmm. and for men a lot of times it's because prostate issues for women a lot of times it's because of hormones yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure so those two things are very prevalent and the one thing we need to stress to people you're not alone There's a lot of people experiencing the same thing. You're not some kind of circus freak. You're not alone. This isn't psychological. It's a physiological change. It's occurring in your body. You're not doing anything wrong. You know, it's just... 
the way of the world. Those things happen. And you don't freak out about it. You just be smart and go, what is it that I can use to help overcome this? Yeah, but I, and I think it's important, though, to be on top of it, too. You know, I think that a Without lot of, a doubt. You know, because if you don't, you lose yourself and you can never get it back. You know, I, I have guys calling in as well as females, you know, that have been in the same marriage for a long time. And, you know, sex went out the window at a certain point, most of the time at menopause, and it never came back. And the woman, you know, the hormones go away. You don't have the desire. And if you've been living without it for so long and your husband's there and you're just, you know. You just accept it and assume that's the way it is for and everybody. Then, and they never never find their way back. So I think it's so important when it first starts to rear its ugly head to get on. It's like balding. Address the minute you start to lose a little bit of hair, get on it. All right. Like start. That's exactly. Don't wait yeah. till you're bald. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. But a lot of people get did. on it right away yeah. and say, this is too big of a part of my life to yeah. do without. Yeah, absolutely. It's very important. And I would say as a woman, if you don't use it, you lose it is a, is a big thing. I was talking to my friend the other day and I'm just like, you know, just if you, even if you don't have a guy like shove shit inside of yourself like you need to get fucked like you can't not you can't stop because like you get vaginal atrophy like there's a lot of things that also happen that don't have to happen I think some women go through menopause still super horny they don't even they're not even on HRT and I think the difference with those women are a lot of the time that they just remain sexually active and they were getting they were still having a lot of sex, you know, whereas I think what yes. happens is women put it on the way, you know, it falls behind and then they stop having sex and then they haven't had sex in so long. And then you try to put a dick in there and it, then it the kills. Next thing you know, there's a decade and they haven't done anything and they just assume that's the way they're supposed to live the rest of their lives. Yeah. And, and they Fight don't have a desire to change that urge, it. Say, this is too big of a part of my life to lose. And I refuse to just ignore it. I'm going to address it. Yeah, I had a great episode on a, about a, a woman who who started HRT, and she was just like changed her whole life. Now I know that that's not for everyone, right? But there's different things. Someone could yes. take Vitaflux, right? There's natural supplements out there that could help. Here's your, what I tell people: Yeah, start with the least invasive, the products with the least systemic and and the least side effects. Yeah, and work your way up. If you're going to eventually have to be on HRT. Why not try something a little less, you know, uh, invasive first? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then work your way up. It's not going anywhere. It's still going to be there. And if you can address it naturally without the side effects, then do it. Right. But it's still going to be there if you need to do it. Just mm -hmm. make sure. It's like if you need to put out a candle, don't run in with a fire hose and put the candle out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Start with, you know, a sprinkler. You know what I mean? Start with a, a little cup of water. Work your way up. Because certainly the fire hose is going to put out the candle. But at the same time, then you got water damage. you got to do cleanup for two days, you know what I mean, and bring in the uh, renovation company. Try to do it with as little disruption as possible, knowing that if I have to, I have the fire hose on the garage. Right. Okay, what about the guy? Because you've mentioned porn before as far as like yes. ejaculating but there's somebody wrote in and said i'm very sexually frustrated because my husband doesn't satisfy me anymore he never wants to have sex and foreplay and at first she thought he was cheating but then she she found out that he was like heavily into porn and she was like how can i get him back into sex with me a lot of women tell me that exact scenario both in and out of work both with promescent and in my personal life that their husbands literally have more interest in jerking off to porn than they do making love to their woman. Right. And I think it's because as a man begins to lose maybe some of his virility, because whenever this happens, it's not guys that are 18, 20, 25, 30. It's generally guys late 40s, 50s, early 60s. And I think whenever a guy loses virility, it's like when a guy used to bench press 350 pounds and he goes into the gym 20 years later and bench presses 250, he's like, I can't believe I used to bench press a lot more. That's because you were younger, you had more, you know, uh, muscle tissue, blah, blah, blah. But people don't rationally think that way. I think there's a couple things involved. Number one, if a guy isn't as virile as he used to be earlier in his life, he's much more comfortable just taking care of his urges on his own without feeling like he might be disappointing someone. Also, if it's a long-term relationship, no matter how creative you are, sometimes things get into a little bit of a pattern or a little bit of a rush. Mm -hmm. When a guy ejaculates during a, you know, a porn <coughs> fest, he can literally choose different types of porn, different types of actresses, you know. I mean, he could do whatever he wants to do, you know, Swedish, you know, Asian, whatever. 
whatever he desires that he's never had or whatever he had one time that he's never had again, he really liked, he can go back and revisit that. There's obviously more fantasy in porn than there is reality, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you've been someone 10 years, there's very little fantasy left. It's pretty much reality, but that's why you have to work on it and really trying to make it still stimulating and arousing and enticing. So I don't think there's anything, you know, surprising about in some cases, long-term relationships, people seeking out porn. But I think it's from a lack of creativity and a lack at working in making your own relationship whatever it is you want it to be. So I think that's very common because I hear of it all the time. And I think there's reasons, if you just take two seconds to think about it, there's very real reasons why it could happen. And you have to fight, just like before we talked about fight for what you don't want to lose. I think in that case, you have to fight very hard to say, I don't want this to become so mundane and so ordinary that I turn off to it, that I'll, I would rather satisfy myself watching porn, that you have to literally make sure that you try different things with your partner. You try experimenting with, you know, lotions, creams, gel, whatever you haven't used before with, I don't know, wear a costume, you know, role play, do whatever, but do something to change it up so it doesn't seem that it's routine or mundane. Yeah, and I think communication is always key to that. And it always blows my mind how many people out there have been married to somebody for like 30 years. You know, you think that they'd be really comfortable talking about anything with them. But I know that there's so many people out there that, you know, have been married for that long. But they can't really cop to the things that they're really into with their partner that I've they've been intimate with. I've people that yeah. we talk to through our website. Sometimes the wife will come on and say, we really need help. You know, will this work for me and my husband? And, uh, you know, I'll start chatting with him. Or in some case, I'll give my phone number. He'll call me. I need to find out more about this, and we'll have these conversations. They will have been married 22 years. they got three kids. The man has had premature ejaculations entire life, and they've never had sex for more than 20 seconds or 25 seconds. Right. And I find that absolutely beyond shocking because maybe I'm just – a good communicator or I'm older or whatever. I don't know. But if I'm sharing my bed with someone and swapping bodily fluids with someone, there's nothing off the table you can or cannot talk about. Right. I mean, especially if you can talk about something to make your sex life better. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I I don't, I think that that's a common problem as, and it's probably a, a, something that you deal with a lot with people with, you know, buying promescent products. Like maybe it's the, I know I had a girl on and it was funny because she called on Jen. It was, uh, the one who was Jennifer, uh, dates guys with, I know she was a size queen, but always dates guys with small dicks. Well, she told me while we were talking on the episode, you know, my guy has this problem. He comes too fast. He never satisfies me. I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to be starting to work with promescent. They have this delay spray. I haven't got the products yet but like you should look into it this is when we spoke and what happened was she went out and got it right and by the time I aired it we did an update because she emailed me right after she went and bought the promescent product she didn't have my discount code yet because I hadn't started it yet but she got it anyway and she said it completely changed her life but what she was nervous about at first was how does she bring that home to him because she got it right because and say to him listen babe you're not it's not working you know can you use the spray but she he took it totally fine, she said. Like, that's, she was very nervous, but she just got it she, along with the toy, brought it into the bedroom. These were things that she wanted to do. And uh, he was down, and it completely changed their sex life. I did, I added that uh, update up to the end of that that's episode because. Fantastic. Well, you'll laugh yeah. when I tell you this because whenever I do like a serious radio show that has live call in questions, whenever I do yeah. a podcast has live questions or whatever. Yeah. About 50% of the people that call in are women, and whenever it's a woman, 90% of the time, it's the exact same question. Right. We need this in our relationship. How do I bring it up without offending my partner? Mm-hmm. Always, it's that question from the ladies. And what I tell them is this, schedule a Fifty Shades of Grey night. You know, like, right. hey, we're going to have a fantasy night. Here's a riding crop and a feather duster and a blindfold, you know, and blah, 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 and then slide some promescent in as well. And if the guy goes, he may just go, well, it's part of our night. If he goes, well, why this? Say, you know, our sex life is great as it is, but, you know, this special night, I want it to last forever. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, if you get your man promescent and he tries it one time, you will never have to tell him to try it again. Right. Because if there's one thing that guys love, and if there's one thing that guys crave, it's control, Okay. 
And when a guy has control and all of a sudden his mindset goes from, can I last long enough to give my partner an orgasm to, should I give her two or three? Yeah, to I'm the man. You will never have to tell him to use that again, ever. Okay, I'm the man, I'm the, you know, whatever. And I tell this to people, and I know this is a crude analogy, but think about this. Have you ever really gone over someone's house and there's a couple there and you go, oh, we're going to watch TV. Who's got the remote in their hand? It's the guy, okay? If you see a couple going to dinner, driving in a car together, who's driving? It's a guy 95% of the time. And I think to myself, if it's the woman driving, that guy has a DUI, okay? There's a reason he's sitting in the back. Guys love control. It's Mm -hmm. just who they are. Guys, they've been raised that way. though. There's still that mentality to a certain degree. You're the provider. You're the, you know, the lord and master of your domain. And guys feel uncomfortable relinquishing control. They want the control. So it it extends to the bedroom. If you give a guy control, you will never have to tell him again, oh, do you want to have control? He will make sure that he has control. And if Promescent gives him the ability to control his climax and give his woman multiple orgasms rather than, you know, having anxiety over whether he can give them one, then you really and truly don't know men. They obviously are going to opt in every situation for the control. That's what they crave. That's what they live for. What about the guy, though? And I'm sure you get this then on the other side of it, is that the guy that knows that he wants that control, right? Because he's a guy and that's what they're mm-hmm. into. And he knows about your product. He's going to buy the delay spray. But he's like, do you know, is he going to go into the bathroom and spray it, you know, and then come out and pretend like nothing's going down, but be like, if she goes Believe to- it or not, I wish the answer was no. Yeah. But I can tell you there are a lot of guys that do exactly that. Yeah. Because you have no idea how many people will ask me when I'm working that chat feature and even, yeah. you know, people that I know that I get my product to. They go, I want to make sure my partner doesn't know I'm using it. And my response is always, you should never do that. Would you want your partner using something with you and not telling you about it? Well, no. I go, well, then give them the same benefit. And maybe I'm old-fashioned, but if you're close enough to somebody to be intimate with them, why are you hiding things? Would you be comfortable if she was hiding a venereal disease and just hoping you didn't get it? Of course not. So... You need, in my estimation, and this is what I try to stress to you know our customers and potential customers, you need to be open with your partner. Make it part of foreplay. Let her apply it. You know what I mean? And make it fun. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes. You know, the seven to ten minutes you're waiting That's for the what time you use it to absorb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Get lying some massage is, oil. Yeah, lying to me is, oh, I just can't do it because there's just so much involved in it and it's exhausting and then you get busted. It's just too confusing. Like, because that guy's hiding in the bathroom. Now he's got to wait a certain amount. God forbid she goes to blow him and she came into the bathroom. Yeah, you know, exactly. It, it leads to ten more lies and then you look like an asshole and then she doesn't trust you and she doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Her mind's going to think crazy things, you know. Um, it's just so much easier to just be honest. I, as a woman, listen, I would never, that would never turn me off. If I liked a guy and all these other, yes. the other things were there and he's like, oh, I'm just going to spray this on so that I could, you know, come at the same time. I'm spraying on so you, I could like, satisfy you a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Right. What? Yeah. What do you say to the guy? How does he say it? Like, what is your tip to that guy? I always say this, mm-hmm. that women are much more receptive to guys and they will reward you for your honesty, not yeah, penalize totally. you. Totally. And by literally saying to a woman that I really want to do this for you, you know what I mean? I'm doing this so that you will have a more pleasurable experience. How is that a bad thing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The answer is it isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing. And that's extremely important. So I tell people that one of the most crucial things you can do and your intimacy is be open and honest with your partner. It's crucial. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, a woman's not going to be like, see you later, one little thing. You know, they're much more forgiving about those kind of things. Women are much more forgiving, without a doubt. Yeah. And not only that, uh, in my experience, anyhow, I have women reward you for being honest. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm, For sure. And, Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're more open. They're more honest, yeah, to begin with. Yeah, because like I said, if there was a guy that came over my house and, you know, we're dating and then he goes in the bathroom and he's in there 
like a little too long and then he comes out and I'm trying to like blow him and he's like no wait and like and there's all this weirdness going on I'm gonna know that something's up but because I'm not a mind reader I'm not gonna know and you're just gonna be suspicious and go what is this guy hiding from me yeah exactly and then my mind could think of 10 times worse things oh he has herpes maybe he's you know it's gonna be a lot worse than you're just you know you want to come at the same time as me okay so I think the truth is always a lot better it's a lot easier your girl is not going to care okay at all that's i always tell that to people that's exactly right that you will be rewarded for being honest yeah for sure i think a lot of times a lot of guys keep a lot of things hidden and you know what's worse than anything to me it's a lot worse to be a liar than to be a guy that needs a little spray right (laughs) and most of the guys that are using your product they don't need it need is the wrong word right it's just it's not just for guys that have ed though it works for those men right but like you said because there is that orgasm gap it's for you know all guys can use it and it should have it because couples thing yeah if a guy rapidly or premature ejaculates he's still ejaculating and orgasming the woman's on the other side of the room going excuse me i'm over here uh you're forgetting something i have needs as well yeah so it's like do it for your partner as much as yourself Mm -hmm. yeah for sure i think that to me i always say this on my promotion as but it's because it's true at least to me and i think if it's like true to me it's true to other women is that coming at the same time as your partner is like top of the mountain that's that hot sex and it doesn't happen a lot it's right the best. it does it's, it's not going to happen every single night it's and that's what makes it, it so great yeah. yeah not frequently but when you do it's memorable right so that's that's why you get it so you have that top, you reach that top of the mountain more often than not because it's not something that yeah. happens all the time uh so i think it's it's great for anybody to use your delay spray yes. you also have women's lines. i use your buzzing gel and your warming gel one of my questions were like can you mix them together i didn't wait for the answer i have mixed them together just to be like oh let me see and i felt like the warming gel one out over which one the buzzing gel yeah when i mix them together i was like oh, i'm gonna put the warming gel let me try the buzzing oh, gel at the same time. Warming. Yeah. here's the thing i will tell you from experience okay? yeah mm-hmm. that not experiencing on me but you know with your girl yeah that, mm-hmm. that i have is that the buzzing gel was a little bit too intense. Right. And the warming gel was just a nice, delicious kind of a, woo, let me get the juices flowing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let me, you know, kind of a thing. And to be honest with you, it it's outsells the other one probably three to one. Yeah, I felt like the warming aspect wins out for me. Who doesn't like yes. that feeling? A lot of women love the just warming, enhancing sensation as opposed to a jolt of buzzing, you know? Yeah. And and believe me, the other one is a jolt of buzzing. There's no question about that. Some people, just like a lot of women love, you know, and this is why I tell guys all the time, don't ever go into, you know, a new partner with expectations that would please my last partner is going to please my next partner. Because there are women that are like, I just love some gentle caressing around the vulva, but not a lot of pressure directly on the clitoris, you know, like Uh very sensitive. Then you'll date someone six months later, they'll be like, I really love direct friction right on my clitoris. You're like, whoa, how can that be the same gender? You know what I mean? But it is. And I find that men in general are a little bit easier to figure out. I've never, ever heard of a guy in my life ever that goes, I don't like being blown, okay, ever. I've Uh, never, ever heard of anyone like that. But there are certain women that will say, I'm not comfortable during oral sex. It might be because they're overly sensitive. In some cases, I have known and been with women who will say, I'm not comfortable, and then I try to peel back the level why, and they'll go, well, I'm not sure what it smells like. I go, well, why don't you leave that up to me? You know what I mean? Trust me, if it's that rank, you'll see me come back up very quickly, you know? (laughs) And or it might suggest that, you know, we see someone, you know, there's something going on there. But I think for women, there's a lot of psychological issues. You know what I mean? Like with, you know, am I clean? How do I smell? You know, that type of stuff. With a guy, you know, if you take a shower, you're pretty clean in, in that particular region. And But also, women have different chemistries in there. Some are much more sensitive, you know, in certain areas. Some aren't. And so as a man, you need to take your time. You really need to learn your partner. Don't just go, well, this is what all women like, because all women don't like the same thing. Right. 
So with you and your partner, I mean, what's on your bedside table? It's that delay spray and the warming gel. Those are your top and the Vitaflux. It's delay spray, warming gel, Vitaflux, and uh, any one of whatever vibrators I'm testing out these days because we're doing really well in vibrators. So, you know, we're testing out some new ones. And so I'm always on the lookout for how to expand, you know, our repertoire, what it is we you know, offer our customers. And it's really interesting because those products are really well received and really doing well, but they're coming out with new ones all the time. And some of them are like, okay, women who have pelvic pain might like this vibrator, women who this might like this one. So you really have to keep on top of it. And I'm very open about the fact that I want to try whatever it is we have on our site. How can I effectively see how we stack up against the competition. How can I effectively market a product that I've never tried? And I don't know what it does. Right. Mm-hmm. So you test them but all out. I test them all out. And, you know, I literally refer to my bedroom as part bedroom, part laboratory, you know, cause, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's a tough job, but somebody has to do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, are you dating someone? Are you, you're not married, right? I know that last, no, I've never been married. I am dating someone currently, uh, and so, like, for her, is it like, oh, go in the closet and take whatever you want? You just got, like, a whole huge supply. Uh, it must I'm be just fun. Like, take whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, well, yeah, it's funny yeah. because when I first started valuing all these vibrators, it was, like, in, uh, I think, April of this year. Yeah. And at first, she was like, because I've had my own vibrators because I've always liked them. And we had a couple that we used occasionally. I said, oh, we got to try this. Oh, my God, all these? I go, yeah, I need to know what's here. And it was like, <laughs> at first, I, I kind of had this feeling like she was like, Really? And then, like, after two weeks, I'd get out of the shower because I'd be riding my Peloton at night before getting ready to go to bed. Yeah. And I hear, Err. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I go, hey. I'm like, do I even need to be here anymore? And I said, I better start taking count of these because a few will be missing and then you won't be around for a week or two, you know? Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> no, but she loves the vibrators and loves experimenting with them, you know? And I love that because it's very important that – as a guy, you need to give your partner confidence. They're not going to be judged. That, And I think it's very difficult to be a woman in this day and age, to be quite honest with you, because men want you to be sexual, but not too sexual, you know? Because oh, yeah. if you're too sexual, it's like, where'd you learn that, you know? But <laughs> if you're not sexual enough, they go, well, I'm not dating you anymore. It's like, I would not want to be a woman. I swear to God, I'm so yeah, well, that I'm a man I mean, yeah. I go, it's women have the worst of everything. Guys are so insecure, you know, that you constantly have to worry about massaging their fragile ego. Yeah. You constantly have to make yourself fit and attractive. You have to be sexual, but not too sexual. But if you're not sexual enough, then that's a horse. You know what I mean? It's like. And you better please. not talk because, you know, guys don't that's, like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So uh, my life would have been a lot easier if I was a dude. I always, I yeah, always I'm that way. pretty much rolling with this dude thing all the way. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm lucky. like, it's working pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I'm not trading this for anything. You know, it's like, I think this is working well. We'll just kind of roll with it. Yeah, yeah, totally. So listen, Jeff, thank you so much for coming out and answer these questions. Maybe next time I will try to do a bunch of people calling in with live questions. I love Promescent as my sponsor. If people want to get 15% off, I'm going to plug it right now. Okay. To, awesome. you know, your episode, your uh, products go to pro, uh, delayspray.com. You make it easy for people to go there, right? Delayspray.com. Use my code strictly and on 15. Yes. Um, thanks so much for coming back on and being a sponsor of my show. I love Promescent products. I can't pitch things or talk about things the way I do Promescent if I didn't believe in it because I'm not phony I'm, and I'm like the worst actress. <laughs> so, You know, it's funny you say that because we have a policy where we've had people become familiar with us. They'll call up and go, hey, we want you to be involved. We want you to come on a show, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I go, oh, let me send you some product. No, that's not necessary. We want to do this. And I call Ryan and I go, no, I don't want to do that one. If someone doesn't really want to try it and they want to promote it to their clientele, I don't want to be on something where someone is an actress or literally playing a role. Yeah. I want you to understand who we are, what we do, and believe in it so that you can sound genuine. Plus, how much trust does anyone have with an audience if they're willing to plug anything without testing it? So that's why this is a great partnership because you are genuine 
and you are very concerned about making sure something has a high degree of efficacy before you promote it. Yeah, That's I did what a we're deep all dive. about. That's how we've grown. I did a deep dive. I found I don't know where I found it, but I saw all the people that sit on your board and they were like names that I knew that the the regular person would know, you know, as far as the doctors oh, that sit on your board and everything that I was like this is like waiting. legit you're going to laugh. On our advisory board, we have Wayne Hellstrom. He's the president of the International Society of Sexual Medicine, right. the chief urologist of the world in sexual medicine. We have Dr. Bohit Kira and Fayel Safi, the co-chairs of the Sexual Medicine Society in North America, where I just came from, the conference last week. People look at our board, they're like, what? I go, stuff works, okay? And this was a big issue that urologists and therapists really had no one or no product that really worked, so they embraced us. Yeah. Ian Kerner, you see his book and video were mentioned everywhere. Emily Morris, Laura Berman. I mean, all these people love us because we clearly are the best product, if you want to last longer, our main product, but all our other products are the same. We will not introduce a product unless it's as good, if not better, than everything else in that segment. Yeah, and what I love is when you go to your website that you have a little video on the orgasm gap that teaches you about things. There's a lot of other kinds of information on there, right, uh, for people to learn about the Everything. stuff. Everything. People yeah. criticize me early on. They go, are you, are you a university trying to educate people or sell them something? I yeah. said, I believe that the best way for us to sell is through education. The more you know, the more you're going to choose Promescent. Not only that... I want you to educate yourself by the right product for the right reasons and learn how to properly use it, okay? Yeah, yeah. So you'll have the best results so that it will be a win-win situation. Yeah, for you'll sure. You'll be impressed by this. We were in L.A. a month ago this past weekend filming three really good television commercials that are starting to air the first week in November on oh, ESPN, wow. MSNBC, CNBC. So we're taking it to the next level because our – Delay Spray has been in Target since uh, June of 2016. Yeah, I saw We launched in 1,000 Walmart stores with our Delay Spray in uh, July. We're now in uh, almost all GNC stores with our entire product line as of September. So we're really starting to grow. And I tell people I feel like I'm a father with 7,000 new mouths to feed with all these brand new you know, outlets, retail outlets. So we're taking our game to the next level. We need more traffic. We need more people to become exposed to Promescent because we have all these retail partners now that have given us shelf space. So we want to reward them by moving significant products so it's a win-win for both of us. And we're going to maintain this relationship. It's yeah, been great, great for both sides. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Also, I enjoy coming on. I just feel like we just said... Uh, conversation with two friends for the last hour and a half you know? yeah for sure that's the way i like to do it you're very comfortable to talk to um and you know thank you so much for coming back on and this six months from now we'll rendezvous again sounds good my pleasure All have right. a great week thanks jeff okay bye bye-bye hey everyone thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode if you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.